0: welcome to the 271st episode of the so video games podcast where we talk about any game at all including new stuff old stuff and anything in between if we are playing it we'll be talking about it today we are recording on february 9th 2022 my name is brad galloway i am the editor of GameCritics.com. And 5 percent of this here show. With me is the man who's absolutely seething, Carlos Rodella.
1: I am full of vitriol, my man. I am full of vitriol. Man,
0: I you know, I'm very surprised because you're usually Mr. Sunshine and Rainbows, but I am very curious as to uh, to hear how this bee's got in your bonnet.
1: There's more than one bee. There's many bees. A whole hive. A hive, as it were. Hive and, and a half. We're gonna call this episode the Angry Cast because there's just a lot of things I'm angry about.
0: <laughs> all right, fair enough. Well, if you're burning, I say, let's just get right to it. Um, no sense wasting any time. As folks know, you and I share a virtual living space, a giant house divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. On my side, I've got exactly one thing on your side. Uh, seems like a lot, and it's maybe on fire. What's going on? Dude? Exactly.
1: I have burning boxes on my side.
0: <laughs> you were you were like the epitome of that like dumpster fire uh, gif that goes around all the time.
1: Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, well, before I get into the video game stuff, this box is just like literally at my feet and it's burning and it's like burning some of my shoes as well. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm partially on fire from this one. I'm so mad. Shoes it's just, are
0: expensive, dude. Don't ruin your shoes. Get it I out know,
1: I know. I um, know. Just, It's not video game related, but I just mentioned it really quickly to get out of the way and then I'll kick at the box that's burning to the side. But I just put up a, a TikTok sketch based on uh, a real phone call I got a while ago that was a scammer. And they were, you know, telling me that they're going to send the police to my house and all this kind of crazy what? stuff. What? Yeah, yeah. And it did freak me out originally because you know you hear that from anybody, and people have bills. You know, you don't know what's going on, and uh, and they even mentioned like uh, my insurance or like old stuff. You know, that was actually real. So and were they trying
0: to get money, or were they just yeah. like
1: swatting you? No, they were trying to get me money. Oh, okay, money out okay, of me. gotcha. So, anyways, I made a sketch about it. Just put it up, and because it had the word in it. I said the word scam, and also there was a hashtag that said scam uh, because it's like you know talking about scams. You should sort of like watch out for this sure, one. Sure, uh, it immediately is is held for review, and oh, it's, it's what? not a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. The whole idea of the sketch is a, it's comedy, and if the algorithm, you know, our AI overlords would just look at it, it says comedy sketch, you know, right in it, yeah. and then it's supposed to like educate as well as entertain. So it's the opposite of anything to do with the scam. I
0: mean, this is why the tech bros are bullshit, right? Like you would think anybody who's trying to do a scam probably wouldn't put hashtag scam I in the title of it, right? That's kind of a giveaway.
1: Well, also, the other thing is if they're so like, you know, like special about their algorithms being smart and, you know, um, and it should understand the fact that next to scam next to comedy, funny, comedy sketch. Right. And then also, like, look at the rest of the entire feed, you know, and what Mm. says in the description of the actual user, which is sketch comedian. Like the machine learning is like smarter on a lot of other things. Yeah. This platform, which is basically taking over YouTube, it can't understand that simple content.
0: What Algorithm, -algorithm. algorithm. You need to hire some living, breathing human people to do this job and just get it done right. This is ridiculous.
1: Well, that's the thing though. I I'm sure like somebody an actual human is probably looking at it now finally. Like that's what happens I think in TikTok where it's actually sent gets sent to a person. Uh, if if I'm lucky because if not then the algorithm might just take it down and then all that work was for nothing. So all right. We we'll we see what happens. Yeah, so I'm kicking it to the side. It's still on fire. It's kind of smoldering. All right, let's
0: get to the game stuff, because I think you got a lot.
1: I have more game stuff, and more, the first game stuff that I'm angry about, in general, okay, which I shouldn't be, but I still am, is the Nintendo Direct that just happened today. I knew you were going to bring that up. Yep, yep. So there's one good thing out of it for me, or maybe two. So we will mention the two things that I th- thought thought was interesting, and you can say what you thought was interesting from it. Sure, sure. But the overall anger, which you already know this this, what I'm going to say,
0: yeah, you don't like Nintendo, you don't like the Switch, I get you.
1: Yeah, but not that. just that. Like, if you look at this list that I wrote down, it's all old games. It's games I played when I was a young person. I played Fire Emblem and, you know, Kirby, and I played those games, Mario Soccer. I played all those games when I was a kid, when I was younger. Sure. And if that's their demographic, I get it, I guess. But, like, almost everything on that list was like, here's a really, really old game we re- remastered. Here's an old game that we made a new version of. Here's Wii Sports again. Yeah. And I was like, fuck off. And of course, the only thing that I liked was Earthbound. But then they mentioned Earthbound and Mother 1, which is the first Earthbound, calling it Earthbound Beginnings. That's great. I love that it's available today, which means, you know, they're going to get my yeah, money. It's available right now. Yeah. yeah. But no announcement of Mother 3 or even the fact that, hey, we understand that this is the most sought-after thing with EarthBound fans. It's coming soon or something. So that's a kind of a slap in the face, too. It's like, here's a little bit of positive thing, but also we're not even going to talk about Mother 3, which is crazy.
0: Well, you know, they probably are going to be doing, I mean, it's only February, so there's probably going to be at least maybe like two more Nintendo Directs this year. Maybe this was the old stuff Nintendo Direct, and maybe next time will be all of the brand new fresh IPs that have just come down the pipe that uh, I don't think will probably happen, but maybe you never know.
1: Wow. This uh, podcast is going to be the like bizarro podcast where you're the optimistic one. <laughs> and you're saying, Carlos, it could be fine. And if the next one, you never know. Hope, okay. Hope
0: springs eternal,
1: my friend. Okay. But I guess, yeah. So, and then the other thing I did like, I'll say another positive thing uh, is uh, what's it called? Alive live alive. Live, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it live-alive, live-alive? Live I don't know Something how to Something like say that. It? And yeah. it, again, that's what I want more personally is like, I mean, that's why I love my DS is that there were so many RPGs and so many kind of like, you know, like that small form factor. I think that's a fun thing to do is like play a small little, you know, RPG on your DS. Plus there's just so many good RPGs that never came out here uh, that again might be older, but we just never even played. So that's kind of a version of that where they're actually kind of adding some graphics to it. And I like that. But other than that, I don't know. What are your thoughts? In general, I saw it like, yeah, like the old school direct where it's like, here's all a bunch of old games where we're making new versions of. Or here's a bunch of literally old games we just remastered. Star Wars?
0: Come I on. I mean, let me, let's go down the list real quick here. I have a handy dandy list. We can just give a real quick thumbs up, thumbs down, don't care, whatever. I mean, so like Fire Emblem Warriors don't care. Don't care. Don't like the out gameplay. I've fallen off of Fire Emblem a long time ago, so don't care. You don't
1: care? Nope. And Advance Wars, don't care either.
0: Advance Wars, I maybe care, but it's been a while since I've played. I mean, it's been a long time since we got in Advance Wars, so I don't know if I care or not. Maybe. Maybe I care. No Man's Sky on Switch, super don't care. I really don't think that's the right platform for it. Nope. Mario Strikers, I mean, maybe. I'm not on fire for it, but possibly. What about you?
1: No. 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 Okay. <laughs> splatoon
0: 3 don't care no front mission remake i've played some of the front mission games i like robots but i've actually never really thought any of these front mission games were good so i'm probably not excited for this they, they
1: were okay when they came out again this is yeah, an back old in the game. day yeah. back
0: in the day yeah so okay disney what disney what Speedstorm? hard don't care. pass don't care force unleashed don't care i assume you don't care no
1: we played it we played uh, it before this is my yeah. point
0: assassin's creed Ezio collection Super what? Don't Care. i don't know how it's even gonna run on the switch uh gundam don't care Chrono Cross. fucking sucks yeah. i think the game is terrible it's, it
1: wasn't that good no offense to people who like it but i didn't think and also it doesn't even look better in that trailer it did I look just, better
0: i just i don't understand the appeal of that game i thought it was horrible when it came out i love uh chrono trigger i think chrono trigger is great i think chrono cross is hot garbage yeah and i'm not excited at all uh kirby eating a car okay that's kind of fun i mean that's the right. only
1: thing that was kind of new and interesting and i knew it would be because <laughs> yeah. we had saw that like kind of like open world kirby game before yeah. and so i was like oh that's interesting like that's something i would buy on my switch
0: yeah and i'm always down with kirby kirby and me are pretty tight so kirby's good that's that's a win uh the show Ugh. don't care what else? Kingdom Hearts, don't care. Streaming Klonoa. Kingdom Hearts, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no thanks. It won't you, even no, work. I mean, Klonoa, Klonoa is a pretty good 2D platform. Did you play that back on PlayStation? Yeah, again,
1: I did. I'm sorry. I'm going to be really angry this I episode. mean, that's fine. but I know it's a ton it a of people. Didn't play it a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did too. I played them both. I think there's two. Uh, but, you know, a ton of people have never played that game. So I think. So it's good that it's available. So Klonoa is okay. Okay, okay. Portal, I mean. I Portal, care. 2007,
1: Portal. motherfucker. I know, I know. Okay. So li-
0: live alive or live. <laughs> Live alive, live alive. Live live? Yes,
1: that's a positive.
0: Whatever, that's a That one looks cool, so yep. I'm down with that one. Uh We, I was going to call we Wii Wii sports. sports. It's it not is we sports. sports. Switch sports. I probably don't care. Uh Taiko no Tatsujin. Don't care. By the way, Taiko's already
1: out on my PlayStation. I think it's or an Xbox. Xbox it's, it's out Game somewhere. Pass is yeah. out right now. Yeah.
0: Triangle Strategy. I don't think I care about Cuphead, I don't care about mm. Metroid Dread. I don't care about. Um, I may check out the Earthbound thing. What was it? The uh, the Earthbound prequel, Earthbound beginning. So let me explain called?
1: that real quick for you yeah, and the listeners, because yeah. I played every single second of that and so hundreds you played of this hours already? Of I played this everything already. Earthbound. Okay. That's available. That's not translated because of fucking Mother Three isn't translated. Got
0: gotcha. you. Uh, and of okay. course,
1: there was ROMs forever of like you know fan sure. translated versions, but I just didn't want to do it. I wanted to do the version that came out. So um, Earthbound is the basically the Super NES version of. Mother One. So Mother One's just the almost exact same game. It's just it was the Nintendo version. So it's slightly different, but it's really, really similar. Um, I might go back and play that one because I forgot if the ending's the same or if like near the middle's the same, but it's basically like they just upgraded it and like Earthbound is like the, the, you know, the best looking version. Right, right, right. So that's I mean, what I've that never
0: is. I've never played Earthbound. Um, I've never played Earthbound Beginning. So I'm interested because, I, you know, I've heard so much about them. But to be perfectly honest, I, I really suspect that it's kind of one of those things where you had to be there at the time. Because I, I don't think it's going to click with me now in 2022 with me being 46 years old. I don't think I'm going to really have the time and patience unless it's got like you know quality of life uh, things which i don't know if it does or not um probably not i'm guessing um so i'm gonna check it out but i feel like i'm probably not gonna care when i play it so we'll see uh mario kart 8 don't care xenoblade chronicles 3 don't care do you care about that xenoblade chronicles
1: i've already played it but 3 isn't that a new one oh is it a new one if it's a new one i did play i don't know which one i played it's well, I mean, if it's if it's on a Switch Direct, I'm guessing it's something that's already out. Yeah, I
0: mean, you played you played the last one on Switch, probably. Yes. I didn't yeah. care for that. Uh, seemed like a big waste of time to me. So I'm not excited about this. I think that is that it. I think that's it. That's all they announced. I think that's the whole rundown of what came out. Mario so, Kart,
1: a new Mario Kart.
0: Yeah, I said the Mar- Oh, the Mario Kart stuff. So for me, it's like maybe like maybe like two games I'm kind of excited about, and the rest I really don't care
1: about. Yeah. Well, then we're so. we're very similar boat. I just have a more angry stance. You're just it.
0: angrier than I am. Yeah, but I but I equally don't care.
1: I just, again, unless there's another Direct that comes out later that is, you know, new IP and stuff like that, um, I just don't think they're going to. Like, I don't think that they, they they don't care. They just want to service whoever is buying their games in that, you know, those markets. And again, that's why I'm just saying, almost like no offense, but it's not for me right now. Like, and even with all the indie games you talk about that you play on on this show, a ton of them, I don't like the game play of those games. So that's why I don't like, you know, go to it. Or it's on Steam and I already played it. Right? Sure, sure. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't object to these games being available. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not one who wants to go back and revisit the past. And a lot of these games are just not at my alley to begin with. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe the next Direct to see if they got anything fresher, anything newer. But, I mean, failing that, I guess I'll just keep playing my indie games on the Switch. Because that's been keeping me quite busy. But, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, new IPs and Nintendo bringing something fresh. Like, I don't care about the Pokemon. Pokemon came out recently. I don't care about that. And... All these RPGs, I don't care. So we'll see.
1: see I I like Earthbound and Earthbound New Beginnings, them giving it a new name. um, And I'll play through it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I'll download those immediately, probably tonight. Um, But yeah, that's it. So, okay, I'll leave my Nintendo hate. Sorry, everybody who loves Nintendo. I just. Moving
0: on, moving on. They're
1: literally not on my radar anymore right now. Um, The other kind of frustrating things, there's a bunch more, but uh, Team 17, who we talked about, I think, last week. Yeah. um, they're publisher, right? They publish... Well, they're a publisher. I yeah. mean, they're a developer, but also a publisher. Developer, publisher. But they develop slash published Worms, I guess? They do. That's yeah. yes, their big claim to fame, sure. So then they released a Worms NFT. Yep. They were going to. They were going yeah. to, and then they got backlash, and they are like, never mind, we're going to cancel it. Yep. Um, so that's just weird. Um, and then something else NFT happened. What was it? I think I didn't write it down. Um, I mean, there's
0: all sorts of shit going down right now. There's just too much to even yeah, talk about. people
1: doubling down on it, though, just makes me even more angry. Um, so stop It's it. Fun, I mean, just
0: like as, as a quick side note, we don't need to talk about this, but I think it's hilarious to me that all these NFT assholes who are getting scammed every day. I mean, number one, you're fucking stupid. Number two, like they always come back with like, I lost $37 billion worth of value. Like, oh, shut up. No, you fucking didn't. You did not. You don't have no fucking $37 billion, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if NFTs were really worth that much money, why wouldn't you cash out and be living large next to somebody in Beverly Hills, right? What you're doing is you've got these fucking stupid links that you're trying to con people out of. You didn't have no $37 billion stolen. Get the fuck out of here.
1: That's so ridiculous. All that money is just like, yeah, imaginary money.
0: It's a bunch of people adding zeros to each other's hot links and swapping them back and forth. That's all it is. There's nothing real going on there. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, I will say this because I just learned about a scam. Uh, again, hashtag scam. hashtag scam. Oh, wait. Our podcast might get held hashtag for review. Scam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone actually, you know, real as in like money coming out of a bank um, kind of did a scam with NFTs and stuff like that uh, and a bunch of other stuff. That was, you know, billions of real dollars. So it's not just all imaginary money. It's like real money at at the same time, which is even worse, you know?
0: Right. No, I mean, yeah, there are people definitely losing money, like losing real money. But when these people are like, you know, somebody gets, you know, rug pulled or somebody steals something or somebody gets ganked or whatever, they're always like, it was like $19 trillion of value. Okay. Right. I I guarantee you it was not.
1: But, but I'm just saying my last but to that is there are people making like weird money and they shouldn't be. They are making uh, yeah. actual weird money. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure, uh, Another thing that just made me mad just, just before this podcast, I was looking up... Um, I'm starting a new job, which I'll talk about next week. And for the job, I was filling out just, like, my favorite games and stuff. And I remembered Infamous Second Son, which was one of my favorite games. And yeah. so I used that for, you know, I was putting it in my, like, website profile. And... Um, Did I, your boss call you in? He's like, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this favorite game. Yeah. No, it's online. I don't know. Uh, I just put it in today. But... Um, it was Infamous Second Son, right? And I love that game. And I love the fact that the character is half Native. And we're talking about, you know, not much representation for Native Americans uh, and me being Native American. So uh, as I'm doing that, for some reason, I unfortunately or fortunately remembered that Troy motherfucking Baker did the voice to that character. He was
0: the main character's voice.
1: Yes. And I knew that <laughs> when I played it. And for some reason, I oversaw like just sure, like look past it. Sure, yeah. but also they did they they had the audacity to use his likeness as the character's face. Did they so, really? I yes, didn't realize they did. they did. that. Yes, they did. It's almost like I'm I'm really like also upset about the whole Joe Rogan and Chappelle stuff that's going on. I'm just like oh, yeah. kind of filled with this. But you're gonna give vitriol. yourself
0: PTSD from the Second Son stuff now.
1: Well, I know, but check this out. So I went back. It's almost like I bring Joe Rogan up because like people are bringing up his old episodes. I'm like. I already knew about this, but now I'm angry all over again. Right, right, And, like, I'm, like, livid at this point. Like, I'm already mad at him anyhow, general, because he's, like, the main character in fucking Dying Light, you know? And I have to hear him all the time, and I'm just over the same character, actor, voice, you know?
0: But You're talking about Troy Baker, Troy not Joe Baker. Rogan. Yes,
1: yes okay. not Joe Rogan. He's not in Dying Light, too. I,
0: was, I, was like, I do not remember him in Dying Light. Do I need to go back and check that? I don't think so. That would
1: do great SEO for this podcast if we oh put that God. Joe Rogan in Dying Light, too. Jesus. Anywho, the point is I'm mad again about it because not only did they not use half native. And by the way, I should check to see if he's half native. I don't think he is. I think he's like Norwegian or something. Um, <laughs> he's native to somewhere, but maybe you not know right, where you think. right, right, right. And, just, and also use his face. I think there's like something real fucked up about that. So like, I feel like if I tweeted that fact that people supposedly already know, I think it would cause a problem. Like, I feel I like
0: think you'd, you'd reignite a firestorm. Here. I
1: would. And I might do it. I'm just think so mad. I do it. Okay, I might don't do it. Don't so put my anyway. name on
0: the tweets, though. Just do that you. That's a you thing. I don't, it does, I don't need that hate coming my way. <laughs>
1: oh, I don't think it would be. It's not hate. It's more just like, this is an actual fact. Like, yeah. discuss. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you know, it's funny because like I tweeted about the Dave Chappelle. Th- I don't know if you're gonna bring it up or not, but the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. And within within minutes, I had to like bust out the block button. I was blocking fools left and right. Like, yeah. Whole lot of people coming into defense, who I guarantee you, in any other circumstance, probably wouldn't defend Dave Chappelle for anything.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I think I did one or a little while ago, like a sketch about him. And um, it really, it just comes down to like, yeah, who you are as a person. Do you do you like? Like, how do you, uh, when you look at something, what do, you, what do you feel about it? And when you present the information to somebody, just in a presenting it way, you know, like, it's crazy how people can get so defensive and so angry. Uh, it's like, well, what's, what's going on with you then? You know what I mean? Because we're just, exactly. like the Troy yeah. Baker thing, if I put that out there and was like, hey, what about this? And people that like came for me, then I'm like, well, you got some you know, misplaced anger then because I'm just showing you something that's happening.
0: Sure. Um, sure. But
1: with Jim Chappelle, yeah, just the the last thing that he's done, which is he just basically said he didn't want low income housing around his neighborhood, uh, which is just fucked up. It's like crazy and weird. It's really fucked up. And he uses money uh, to to influence uh, an actual decision, uh, like a political, you know, local political decision.
0: Yeah. He showed up at city council and said, you guys are planning to build buildings, build the buildings. I don't care about that, but do not put any affordable housing there because I don't want no poor folks around me. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. Like that guy's comedy, how he built his career, the stuff he's been talking about for years, and then he turns around and does something like that, that's fucking dirty, man.
1: I know. It was in his comedy, like talking about real world situations and uh, you know, struggles and and to have that just be like a, such a flippant thing. Cause you you have the video of it. It's on there.
0: Oh, yeah, it's on all over here right now. Yeah. And you're
1: like, the way he just comes in with that bravado, fuck off, dude. That's like money bravado. That's not like, you know, that's not about yeah. the struggle. That's not Ain't about equality. He got paid, equality. so fuck everybody else, man. Anyways, and we won't talk about Jorogun because he's already been no, talked no. about enough. No, no. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Okay, a couple other things that aren't vitriol, and then we'll look at your box. Um, My one small, tiny little um, teeny box over little box over there. Yes. <laughs> Shovel Knight uh, is coming out with a new game that looks really cool. Uh, the Shovel Knight, I'm sorry, Shovel Knight Developers. The Shovel
0: Knight Team, yeah. Was it yacht,
1: yacht Club Games, is yeah. That right? Yeah, uh, Mina... The Hollower or Mina the Hollower? Yeah, it looks exactly. like Zelda, and it looks really cool and really good, like old school music.
0: You know, I that, that okay. So like that game looks cool. I have literally nothing against Yacht Club. I think they make great games. And in fact, if any, if I was gonna play any game like that, I would want to play their game. Just, just I want to be clear. Right, about right, that. right. But like, I'm seeing so many emails about people who are making like Game Boy style games, and I'm like, fuck, why? Like those games, like I. We're moved on from that, right? Like, we that's old technology. And not that this is an exact copy of that, but that's reminiscent of what, like, all these games coming out. I'm seeing so many indie games who are like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, original Game Boy, like, all these things. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't want to play any of these. Like, let's update our shit. Let's get better tech. Come on.
1: And we talk about this on the show, and I think you've said those exact words before, and I get it. Because I generally am not like in first in line to be like, hey, I want to play a Game Boy game. Because again, like the Nintendo Direct, I've played those games when I was yes, growing up. But yes. the difference is, I think. Well, one, we know their the pedigree of their you know development team, and then also I like the character could jump, like all those old school games you normally couldn't do that kind of thing. <laughs> what? It's hilarious that we're talking about like, yeah, but you could jump, bro. You Could jump, like- <laughs> bro. I know it sounds bad when I'm saying it, or it sounds like it's not a big deal. But yes. it's like. If you can mix some modern isms into an old school game. Right. Which, you know, there wasn't jumping in Zelda, right? Right. Like right, the right. old, old school Zelda, like one. Right. And, and, I, so, and I
0: would trust Yacht Club. I would trust them. Right. Because they proved too. it
1: that with too. Shovel Knight, right? They proved it.
0: I, I get their pedigree. I'm on board, all right? Like, I don't have any beef with them. But, like, there's so many others that I get emails about, that I get uh, links to, that people want me to cover Game Critics, where I'm like, this literally could have just been a Game Boy game. Yeah. Why in the world would you want me to look at this right now? Like, I just don't understand.
1: I just bring it up because it is newsworthy, and I was like, I don't hate this, and I do like them, so I might, I might look at it. Yeah. Um, and,
0: and to be clear, again, I love Yacht Club. I will probably play this, but you know what I'm saying.
1: I know what you're saying. And last one I have is the fact that finally, um, I know a lot of teasers came out, but the full-on, actually almost too long, trailer came out today uh, for Atomic Heart. And I've been waiting for that game for a very long time. I don't think you care. I am t-
0: trying to remember. Like, so, you talk about it. I'm going to look it up real quick. I probably have just forgotten about
1: it. Yeah, go ahead and look up the developer name. Again. Is this a Russian? It's a Russian. It's a Russian, Russian I believe. And it's um, basically a first-person game like A Dying Light, like a cyberpunk. You end up on a place, uh, or like a Bioshock, and you end up on a, like a place where they're working on robots. And all the robots, basically, instead of being friendly, almost like Fallout as well, They are like attacking you and there's all this kind of robot chaos. But the trailer shows off more of your abilities, which you have a lot of like kind of cosmic abilities. You have guns, you have melee, and it just looks incredible. It always has to me. And I'm really excited about it. So that's a positive.
0: Cool. I mean, that's good. I I don't know a lot about it. I mean, I, I remembered seeing the trailer. I knew it was from like Eastern Europe somewhere um and i just you know didn't really like explore or dig into it but you know i'm open to it it looks kind of neat the screenshots look great i'll watch the trailer later so could be cool could Dude, be very cool
1: eastern europe might be just my my thing now you know what i mean like Techland, uh, dying light we have um cyberpunk as well obviously
0: i mean poland specifically poland maybe, yeah yeah and poland then is, is happening
1: elix yeah i forgot where they are stuff. but they're over there somewhere they're over there somewhere yeah. yeah for sure which by the way elix is next month bro is it? Is it really? Next month? Oh Elex my two. goodness! I get my first paycheck on my new job, like at the end of the month, and that's the first thing I'm buying. That's great.
0: I'm actually, I love Elex, and I know you love Elex. We both love Elex. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to
1: it as well. So yeah. All very right. My all my stuff is done. All the I put out the fires. What's your box? That's not on fire.
0: Um, just a couple. I thought I had one, but I'll just give. I got like two really teeny ones. First off, I just want to give a quick heads up. I know that probably people listening to this podcast already know, but I just want to say it out loud. Um, You may have seen some old school game critics podcast popping up in the so video games feed Yes. and we didn't, it was kind of a last minute thing. Uh, I didn't plan this ahead of time. I mean, if I had known about it with more advanced notice, I would have maybe tweeted about it and let people know before we did it. But basically what happened was um, we needed to save some costs and we needed to switch hosting for the old game critics podcast. That's like with the original crew, from back in the day, like Richard Nike, Chikan Lu, Tim Spath, uh, you know, all those, Mike uh, Mike Bracken, all those guys um, who are still around, but just they don't really podcast anymore. Um, so, what happened was we had to switch hosting um, kind of in a hurry because we uh, wanted to save some cash. So, what we're doing is we're switching hosting to the same feed that has So Video Games because I can do that for free. It doesn't cost me any more money. And I'm just going to get those up as soon as possible. You may see them popping up in your RSS feed. You may see them popping up. On twitter or whatever um all i'm doing is just tr- moving these over so that the links will still work and people can still have those podcasts if they want to um we just recently uh, had a guy i believe it was from iran who said he listened to like the entire run of the game critics podcast and it helped him get through the civil war that was going on over there so that was really like inspirational to us um and we want to just have those shows still available in case anybody else wants to listen so if you don't give a shit about the game critics podcast because it's before your time totally fine just ignore them delete them from your feed whatever i'm just going to get them up as quickly as i can and then they'll never be up again i just want these i just want these links to work on the website if you want to listen to them go ahead i mean it's it's old stuff but maybe you like old podcasts maybe you like the old crew maybe you are a richard fan maybe you're a tim fan who knows right i mean i'm on those too so whatever um but you know please excuse the annoyance please excuse the extra pop-ups in your feed i'm going to get through it like as quickly as i humanly can. And then once that's up, all the links are back uh, alive again. Then we're good to go and we'll never have to talk about it anymore.
1: Right. And you said there's like a limited amount of them, right? How many? were? Yeah, I want to say there's
0: probably like like a hundred tops. And I'm getting through, um, you know, I'm getting through a couple of days. So I'll probably speed that up in the next coming week. I've got much more free time. I'll get some on the weekend. So, you know, it's going to be like, I don't know, two weeks of getting extra weird stuff in your feed. Just delete it or just like just move on. Well, they can't delete Um,
1: it. That's uh, yeah. No, but if you if
0: you have a podcast, um, if you have a podcast app, some, I don't know what everybody's other apps look like. But like on my podcast app, when a new podcast comes out, it kind of like shows it in the feed. And if you don't want it, you can just delete it out of the feed. So you can only choose the shows that you want to listen to. I mean, maybe other people have different apps or whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, if you can delete it, delete it. If you don't want to hear those, just skip ahead to the next show. Uh, and we're going to keep doing weekly. You know, nothing's going to change for so video games at all. It's just strictly a cost savings technical thing that, again, I didn't expect to have to do. It was kind of a last minute thing. So please excuse the mess. We're going to get it done ASAP. And then we're going to move on with our lives and just get back to so video games. All right.
1: It's extra boxes. It's like actually boxes like because yeah. it is like a little square logo it's like a, extra boxes in our true, house true, true. yeah um but yeah like in spotify and things like that they'll always be there so you can't really kind of delete them but just look for the box that says so video games if you're yeah looking for they've that got
0: one. the different art you can very easily identify which one is ours and which one is the old game craig stuff they look different so yeah um it's just a temporary thing you know we got to just roll with it so thank you all for your patience really appreciate it all right um just one other quick little thing i forgot to say um we the wife and i finished up Um, The Last Man on Earth. Uh, I think I talked about it already, but wow, what an incredible show that was. Holy cow. We loved it so hard. And in fact, um, I feel like it even ended really well. I know that it just stopped, but I feel like they got to a place in that show where I was very happy with where they ended up. And I just, man, for like a week after, I was like, God, I wish there was more episodes because I really want to watch more of it. But there just isn't any. So anyway, huge shout out to The Last Man on Earth. What a tremendous show. I love that show. It's so fucking good.
1: I'm going to go back and finish because I didn't actually finish. I realized when we talked about it in the last uh, time that I didn't finish the full series like you did. Just
0: did yeah, so. you said you got like halfway with season two or something like that.
1: No, 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 no. I was in four, I think. Don't they have five oh, okay. seasons?
0: I want to say it's either four or five. I don't remember which. Okay, I was
1: either four. in the last season or really close to it. But then I just, yeah, something just dropped off for me. But like because you just love it so much, I'll go back and oh, man. I'll finish it off. Um, so
0: good so good but like that's not really what i wanted to say so we finished that we needed to move on to something else Uh, we went to peacemaker which was great but now we're caught up and fuck everybody who goes to the weekly releases for one bright moment i really enjoyed having um just like you know marathonable shows like bingeable shows let's get back to that like i hate everybody who does like weekly releases fuck that so like we're waiting to get caught up with peacemaker again on thursdays and in the meantime we're like we gotta watch something else because we have nothing else to watch And we're watching all of us are dead on Netflix. Have you seen this?
1: Oh, okay. I don't think I'm going to want to watch it. I think it's your more of your jam than I am, but I know of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a Korean show and the wife and I are definitely into like Korean shows. Like so many of you out there, we're kind of discovering how great Korean TV and movies are right now, which is amazing. Uh, and this is a uh, kind of a, a straightforward zombie theme show where uh, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but basically a lot of it takes place at a Korean high school and surrounding areas. And it's about, The group of survivors, the zombies. I mean, if you're a zombie fan, this hits a lot of familiar notes. So it's not going to, like, revolutionize the zombie genre. But it's really well done. I think the characters are good. I mean, we're kind of, like, on the edge of our seats when we're watching each episode. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's a zombie show, like you expect it to be. But it's a really well done one. So if you want one of those, I mean, so far we're about maybe halfway through. And it's been quite good. I really recommend it. It's good. Good stuff if you want a zombie show.
1: By the way, isn't Parasite Korean?
0: Parasite is Korean,
1: yes. Yeah, so I mean, I like some movies. I'm not saying like, and I love a lot of Korean stuff and Korean culture. Just like right now, like the kind of series of I don't know, It's if just a darker series. Also, I'm playing Dying Light 2, and I'm constantly with zombies. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got your zombie box checked. So right I think now. that's so let me come checked. back to yeah, it later. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. But
1: uh, by the way, I am watching Raised by Wolves. If yeah. even, We talked about that in the show before, right? Yep, it's on my list. Haven't yeah. got to
0: it yet, but it's on the list. Season
1: 2, they're doing the same thing as Peacemaker, where they put out episodes at a time. Ah, fuck that. But you can binge watch the whole first season. And in my opinion, because I've already started the second season, second season's a kind of a different game. It's same, the same characters, etc. But like you could like watch the whole first season and never watch it again because I feel like it's a really good bookend season, really. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. So you'll be in a free treat for that. You can binge it. And also, starting tonight, I'm gonna reback, back, uh, get back to Disenchantment because it just came out. The new season, oh, is there a new
0: season of Disenchantment? Yeah. Oh,
1: just I love dropped. Disenchantment, I love dropped. it. Yeah, the whole season, yeah, season whole season, fine. the whole season, four, I believe.
0: Or whatever it is. Oh, my God. Me and my son went through the whole thing. We loved it. I know. I
1: think I brought it up maybe first, but I don't know. Maybe not. But um, I think you probably did. But we
0: jumped on that train and we we
1: really love it. Yes, it's very good. So I'm very very excited about that. That's there. And again, we could talk about shows all episode, but we're not going to because we have to get to video games now.
0: Here we go. You are up first, my friend. We're going to be talking about Dreamscaper, which is a game that I actually brought to the show a couple months ago. You sure did. Played it on the Switch. And now it's on what? PlayStation? Xbox. Uh, Xbox? Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass. Okay, yeah. I love Game Pass. Tell us about
1: Dreamscaper. Well, yeah, we've already talked about it in the show. You did. Uh, refresh my memory. I think you liked it okay, right? I liked it okay.
0: Um, I think it had some um, technical issues on the Switch. It didn't run super great, and I feel like as I was playing it, it felt like it was meant for a bigger screen. I had mm, some readability yeah. issues, and I felt like, I'm like, you know, I bet this really plays out a lot better on a big screen TV, and I kind of just put it down.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, it's an indie game as well. Maybe look up the developer. I didn't look at it. I'm sorry. Look um, up. Really beautiful, like looking. It's a Diablo esque type game, but it's a roguelike, which I should hate and I do have some issues with. But basically, it's that idea of you know, rinse, repeat, go through levels. Uh, they're all randomly generated. Uh, come back to Hub World, upgrade your character, go back and try to beat a boss. Right? That's, that's the yes, game. Exactly. Afterburner Studios. Okay. And it might be their first game, I think. It is their first game, yes. So, Indie Studio, whatever, um, you play as a a woman who basically, it it does a very short intro, which she's having a nightmare, and she kind of wakes up from it. You learn that she moved to a different town. Now she's in a different town, and she can do very few things in her town that she lives in, which is, you control the character, you can walk around, you can go to different locations on a map to do basically different upgradable moments. Like, one's a bar, but the bar is actually about upgrading your character in some way. You can go to a different area, and you can kind of write down things in your notebook, but that's just like crafting, essentially, uh, and working on different skills for yourself. So the map is pretty much just like a series of hub worlds, right? Exactly. Yeah, and then you go to sleep, and that's the only other thing you can do, which, by the way, I thought was kind of funny. Your character's like, I could either write in my notebook or go back to bed. <laughs> like, I guess I'll go back to bed again. I'm like, man, her life is just sleeping. She gets a lot of rest. She is well rested. Um, but not really. Cause all of her dreams are nightmares. Cause she's fighting monsters and you go into the dream world. And then you are, again, it's procedurally generated little boxes, Zelda esque, right? Little boxes where you go from one screen to the next screen. And in each screen, you're fighting monsters and you're also getting upgrades and you're you know, getting resources, and there's gonna be a boss at the end. And then, yep. of course, there's like little shops, anything like a roguelike you would normally see. Yeah, um, very, very standard stuff. It's yeah. very standard. The, uh, one thing that is not standard, which I don't, you tell me because you're Mr. Roguelike. Um, I would love to see this in more of them, but you can always look at the map at any time and you can go to any room you've been to. It's not super standard,
0: but a lot of games do that. Especially the more modern ones realize that walking through old rooms is stupid and pointless. It's so stupid. Especially, you're seeing
1: it more often. Yeah. Okay, because some of the old rooms, like in other games I've played, have monsters in them. So you're like, you could die on your way back, you know? Um, oh, yeah. This one is great. Well, yeah, you can just warp to wherever you want, you know, where you've been already. Um, you know, you have bombs. You have a lot of different abilities. You have ranged attack. You have melee. I like the melee. You know, me and dodging. I love the dodge. It's a good dodge. Uh, at least, in my opinion, and the boss was hard. I didn't beat the boss yet. I've only played it like what five runs or something. Uh, I'm super upgraded. I got really close to the uh, like the last time. So like he had like a sliver of life left, and of course, it like hits you and you're dead.
0: Are you talking about the first boss or like the, like what boss are you the, talking about? The
1: water boss, like the okay, shark yeah. Boss, oh, yeah, the first level. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, again, didn't play enough, a lot of it, but I got the gist of it. Um, so, yeah, I like I like a lot of parts of it. I like the combat. Um, I, I think I'll be able to beat the boss the next run. So it'll be interesting to see how they ramp it up if they put a lot of walls in my way, you know, where I have to keep doing a run for 15 times or something. So that's when I usually nope out of those games. Uh, by the way, I don't like the fact that she doesn't have a face.
0: Yeah, the art style to me kind of put me off a little bit. I feel like, um, like you said, that she doesn't have a face and a lot of the, the... – Art is kind of just weirdly non-specific, And and I, I mean, to me, it doesn't work very well. I, I, maybe they were going for a motif. It kind of feels like they were saving on the difficulty of doing the art. Um, that part didn't work for me so well. I wish there was a little bit more detail in the art.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think it was a design choice because, again, it wouldn't take much to do a face on that character because they already did like model the clothes and everything yeah um so i don't know what that choice was i didn't necessarily like it because again you're supposed to be following this character and like her journey and if you can't see the face it's a really expressive thing uh but you do unlock memories which is interesting so that's a different part of this that's you know not maybe as standard where you're always unlocking memories about this character's past um which is nice but yeah i got a little bored and i don't know i guess i'll have to ask you but like do you think the difficulty ramps up at some point
0: i mean it's been a while since i played it and i played it on the switch so i mean i feel like the difficulty got up but it wasn't difficulty like so crazy it kind of just felt like okay i just need to grind a little bit more right and then i'll be fine to get through this so i you know i would be interested in coming back to it i like i said i did want to see it on a bigger screen now that it's on game pass i'll definitely check it out um i i had a kind of trouble connecting to the story so that didn't really catch me too much but again with roguelikes you know story's not usually the thing but in terms of the gameplay i it's been a while since i played it but i do remember feeling like i needed to grind more than i kind of wanted to so i don't know if they've done any balancing since then or you know maybe my feeling will be different now um, but i'll probably go back and give it another shot i think it was in the right heading in the right direction for sure and it wasn't a bad one right um but these days, you know, if I'm going to get into a roguelike and and go the distance, it's got to be like pretty perfect. Yeah. So I'll go back and see again. Maybe the bigger screen will make a difference
1: for me. And I think remembering what you said last time about it now, um, that it's better, mm-hmm. right? And I think again, I didn't play it the, the first time, but just based on what you said, and also on the on the big screen TV, it just it it looks much better, I think. And also, yeah. um. If I beat this next boss, if I go one more run and beat the boss, like I think I'm going to, because I've upgraded myself enough uh, and I understand the pattern of the boss now, then yeah, I think I might keep playing it just because it's not—they don't do anything wrong, you know. I don't think no, I, no,
0: there's no giant messed up. Yeah,
1: here. there's like, like the combat works and is fun, which is great. So there's nothing that messed up there, um, and also different things that you can upgrade. Actually, I think it changed my dodge. So I, my dodge actually changed based on what I had, like my, um, you know, my loadout? Yeah, you can get different weapons
0: and the weapons um will change some of your behaviors, like you're attacking, of course. But also I believe that you can have different I think like types of like teleporting or something, or there's something or moving. That you can change. Yeah, 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 movement is my different. My movement then. was
1: changed, which I, I don't think I've seen that much, but I like that because I was doing these really cool dodges with the whatever I had equipped. Um so and the other thing I will say I like about it is Okay, one more positive, one more negative. The positive is it has this thing where uh, it's called lucid dream powers, and you can hit like LB and RB together, and all of a sudden everything stops, basically, or super slow mo, and you can just go around and kick people's ass. What I like about that is because lucid dreams themselves, like, are you being awake in your dream, and I don't know if we've talked about it in this podcast, but they're incredible. We, we have talked about. It. Oh, we have, yeah, and uh, they're just incredible experiences. They're like being in virtual reality. Uh, in your dream. So that's cool that it's an, a fun ability, but the con is that I just wish they would have done more with dreams, you know, like just the concept of you're in this dream world, like, and maybe they do later on, but like, maybe you can like create things because you know, you're in control, right? You like right. create things because you now you're in this like lucid state, but it was more just like a video gamey thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So anywho, <laughs>
0: Cool, cool. I'll go back and check it out. And, you know, it's been... I feel like it's been at least six months since I played it last time, if not longer. So I would have to imagine that it's been tweaked and balanced. Oh, that's your magic number,
1: remember? You always say six months.
0: Yep, anything is always better six months later. So I'll definitely come back to it and give it a whirl. So I I thought it was pretty good last
1: time. Okay, it's like a good seven in my mind right now, you know? Okay, that's a
0: pretty good place to land. There you go. All right, next game coming up is a very unusual one that comes with an unusual story attached to it. So uh, to give you a little bit of backstory... Uh, a couple years ago, there was a game called Jetamero. It came out on the Xbox. Did you ever play this? You ever hear of it? A little no, indie game?
1: I'm writing it down and looking it up. Jetamero. How do you spell that?
0: J-E-T-T-O-M-E-R-O. Jetamero. Um And it was about a giant red robot who flew through space. And I believe he was trying to, like, regain his memories or something. And he would land on these planets. And he was so big that it seemed like he was just, like, walking around the planet with his footsteps. You know, like, like in mario galaxy or something mario would land on the planet and the planet would be circling to like walk around the surface of it you know um so that was like the basic premise i'm not going to get into it here my full review is up at game critics and i believe that aj small also reviewed it as well he aj loved it he really loved it and to me i really did not love it i gave it a pretty harsh review and i just you know it's a cute visual design i think the idea of this robot stumbling around the universe is pretty cool but I just, I really couldn't stand the gameplay and I just felt like it was a lot of missed opportunity. So, um, reviewed it, gave it a low score, moved on with my life. And a couple weeks ago, I got an email from the developer of that game. Uh, his name is Gabriel Koenig. And he emailed me a very lovely, very personal, very polite email uh, that basically said, Hey, you know, I. Never forgot that you didn't like my game. <laughs> oh, and <no. laughs> he was, you know, totally good about it. Totally good about it. Not, not mean at all. Like, very respectful, very cool approach. Definitely appreciated that, you know, he was nice in the email. Uh, because a lot of times when you review a game poorly, people are not nice to you. Uh, but he was like, you know, hey, I remember you didn't like um, Jet Amaro, And I felt like, I, you know, I let you down with that game. And I really wanted to, you know, make something new and run it by you and see what you thought. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's pretty amazing. I mean, number one, you know... It's hard to make a game. It's hard making anything, right? Like when I wrote a book, I wrote, I've written two books actually. And when I w- would get mail from people who didn't like my book, it's devastating, man. Like you put your heart and soul into something. You spend hours and hours, months and in, in making something come to life. And then yeah. people just like, you know, just completely don't like it for whatever reason, justified or not. Like it always gets to you, right? So I totally feel for that. But it's a balancing act, right? Because I can't be a, an effective game critic if I constantly think about if I say something bad, then someone's going to feel bad. So I can't ever say anything bad. I got to only say good things because I don't want to hurt feelings. Like you you might as well just not even be a critic at all because that's just not how it works. Right. So whenever I review a game, I don't ever take any kind of personal consideration. I'm, I'm looking at the work, I'm looking at the material. I've never met Gabriel. Don't know anything about him. He's never met me nothing personal whatsoever. Right. I just didn't like his first game based on the merits of the game anyway. Um, so he sent me uh, a code for his brand new game, which has not come, uh, not out yet. It's called tux and fanny um i'm sure it's on pc i'd be shocked if it wasn't i'm probably going to be on the switch i'm playing it on the xbox right now and i mean more than anything else i just want to say i totally appreciate the difficulty and the game making process i really appreciated that gabriel emailed me in such a polite friendly way especially after i was so harsh on his game and i really was um and i just you know it was just it kind of got to me it's like one of those moments when you bump into somebody i mean you know as a critic who's been working for like 20 plus years you meet you meet people where like you review their game and they loved it and they are happy to see you. And there's been many times when I meet somebody when they're like, "Oh, you're that bastard. I remember you, you fucking nice. asshole." That's happened to me many times. That's always a very uncomfortable conversation. I'll be like, on the floor at PAX, and somebody like, "Are you Brad Galloway?" I'll be like, "Yeah." They're like, "Yeah, fuck you." Yeah, okay, I, it happens. It's happened. You right? get
1: tomatoes at your head. Basically, there I he mean, is, tomato him. <laughs>
0: I mean, almost, never a literal tomato, but I bet if they had one in their hand at the time, they would have pelt, pelted me with something. Weird, I get cupcakes. Um, I'm sorry,
1: but I just, I get, they're like, are you Carl Adult? You said so many positive things on the podcast. And not that, not the mean cast, not the angry cast. Not the angry cast.
0: Anyway, um, so I just wanted like, to, to note that. Um I'm sure that Gabriel is a very nice person, and I respect the game-making process. And I just was really kind of touched that he um, remembered me after all this time and wanted to get back in touch and run his new game by me, so... Um, semi-code for Tux and Fanny. I've been playing on the Xbox uh, X, and oh,
1: yeah, you know, I was gonna say this is a big moment now.
0: I know, you know, and I okay. So again, without making it personal and without you know, without <laughs> without trying to hurt anybody's feelings, I just I, honestly, I just really don't like it, and I'm really disappointed because I really, really wanted to come to this podcast and say, you know what, this game kicks ass, I love it, redemption story, but truth be told, I actually don't like it very much at all and i'm very sorry that i don't like it i feel bad for not liking it but i honestly don't like it um it is a 2d point and click adventure style game um with really basic graphics we're talking like uh like one step above atari 2600 graphics like really like characters are made out of like 15 pixels and but limited animation what
1: but sorry, I'm gonna add uh, add my yeah, thoughts alongside do, your do. negative yes. thoughts because just yes, even it me, out. Please. Yes, help me out. For one thing, I love everything I'm looking at right now on the homepage of it, good, and I good. will download it tonight and play it, and we'll get a opposing thought later. But it's it's not just one style of graphics; it's multiple styles of graphics. So there's one that looks claymation. Later on, uh, they change the art style to like a hand drawn style. So it starts, I think, pixely, but then it changes.
0: I believe you. Okay. but i have not gotten that far okay well i'm so looking I at pictures of it so that's all almost... i totally i mean i went into this knowing nothing about it right i didn't go to the i didn't read up on it or anything i just took the code and started playing yeah so, um, all i've seen so far is the really basic like atari style graphics which are fine i mean i'm not like you know i'm not a graphics whore i'm not super against those kind of graphics or anything but it's a very basic presentation um and what i've seen so far again very early but i kind of noped out because i didn't like it uh apologies Um, But it's just like, you know, you go around the house, there's a house, there's a yard, Um, you can switch back and forth between two characters, Tux and Fanny, who are both humanoid. There's um, a cat. And there's also a flea, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, There's different writing styles on display. Like when you're with Tux and Fanny, it's very basic, like, oh, I love watching TV. And then when you switch to the flea, it's like, oh, we're starving out here in the wasteland, and I've got to get to my lord. And you know, like the the total switch is pretty interesting and and, um, quizzical. But like the basic um, gameplay of what I've seen so far is basically walk around the house, collect a bunch of items, um, you know, figure out what item goes with what and just kind of like progress in very basic adventure style. So I suspected this might have been like a like a frog fraction situation, Mm. Um, but I just kind of got stuck in it. And I was honestly just like not um, interested enough to keep going with it because the game, you know, I'm not a big adventure gamer to begin with. And the writing, the stuff that I encounter just wasn't really like funny. It wasn't really um, engaging me on the level that I suspect maybe like like Gabriel was hoping I would be engaged at. So I mean, if you're telling me that this, the art style switches up and there's all sorts of other stuff, I you know I definitely felt like there's got to be more to it than this, right? Yeah. And I knew that you know Frog Fractions starts out as one thing, turns into something completely different, takes you on this wild journey. Pretty cool. Um, but I just I just didn't get through the opening section because it felt like really boring and tedious, and I was kind of like wanted to just. Just get on with it, right? Get to the good part. So I didn't get to the good part. Um, maybe there is more good part to get to. Sounds like there probably is, but full disclosure, um, I I think I played maybe like an hour, hour and a half, and I'm like, I'm good. Okay, so. well,
1: I'm going to play the crap out of it. I think it's more Please my game do. than do. yours. I, I think you're right. It's like a lot of mini games, but it's really about, like the, the the I think, the game changing. Remember the game that we I never played yet, but the one where you start like as a Game Boy game and you end up as a PlayStation 1 game?
0: Yeah, there's been a couple of those. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking a- Anodyne about, yeah. or
1: something like that. Um, it seems like a, that kind of situation because as I'm looking at screenshots, uh, it, yeah, the art kind of morphs and changes to even 3D in a couple of places. Cool. cool. Okay. Uh, and also, yeah, I think if you're just in the mu- mood for like a mini game kind of hunt a thon, but with humor, that's what it feels like, not like a hardcore like adventure game game per se right. yes exactly. um and again you have to like align with the humor because if you don't find it funny you just don't find it funny comedy subjective uh but i think it might be up my alley for comes to comedy side. so
0: i would i would love it if you play this because honestly i feel like i just wasn't clicking with this game and i i, I didn't want to force it because that never goes anywhere good right but you know I, I i had this sneaking suspicion there was more to it maybe you will find the writing more humorous than i did um, maybe you'll just get through this opening section and get to the you know, the different parts or the change-ups later. I would love to hear about it. Yep. I would love for you to give it a, a more fair shake than I did. I just, you know, apologies, Gabriel. It just wasn't clicking with me, and I gave it more time than I usually give a game,
1: but I just just wasn't meant to be. Hey, don't apologize, because guess what? This is what the beauty of the podcast is. Even games that we don't like, we bring them up, and we, like, talk about them, you know? True, true. And so for one thing, me personally, I'm, I'm thanking you because I get to play it tonight, uh, and there's a demo there's a, a free demo on Switch right now.
0: Oh, good. Excellent. Excellent. So that's so everybody the best way to do it. Yes. Give it, check it out. Nothing to lose by doing this demo. Get further than I did. Get to the, the, the change up and see what lies in store. I would love it if everybody listening to this podcast would just give it a shot. I think that's the best outcome I could possibly yep. hope for. So please, everybody do that.
1: And on top of that, last thing is on, it's on Itch.io um, and not Steam, I don't think. It's on Itch.io right now. And okay. there's a demo for like every platform. Um, Perfect. Like on your Perfect. PC or your Mac. So Check it out. I'm going to check it out tonight.
0: Check it out. Tux and Fanny coming from Gabriel Koenig. And there you go. Fanny. Okay. Fanny's a funny word. Come on. It is a it is a funny word. Uh, okay. Carlos, back to you, sir, for a game currently. Uh, no, I think the embargo is up today. Rise of the Third Power. I, yes, we got a review code finally. for this. Sent it to you. I know you wanted to talk about it last week, but uh, the embargo wasn't up. But now the embargo is up, or at least it will be by the time this podcast yep. goes live. So I don't literally know anything about this game other than it's some kind of an rpg so why don't you fill us in what is rise of the third power all about
1: very interesting and unique also a little bit comedy well not a little bit kind of a lot of it um so yeah i've been playing this for a little while off and on and want to talk about it we finally can it is old school turn-based rpg right so that's the basic thing uh snes graphics whatever you want to call those old school but the cutscenes are like anime style uh drawings, right anime avatar heads, yep whatever yep, yep, yep. something that you won't like, I know for a fact, so you're just gonna I did,
0: I did look at the trailer and I was I was out
1: you're out immediately, so as soon as I saw the anime style, I was like well, that's not for Brad or anybody who <laughs> agrees with you on that um but i I dig it, and also one of the things is you know why I'm still playing it is because there's a couple things it does differently and one of them is humor. So really this game is an RPG with humor all up in the cutscenes and all in the story bits. So, you know, I it's hard I'm hard pressed to to play another turn-based strategy, not strategy, but turn-based RPG with old-school graphics like we mentioned unless it's got something unique to offer. Right. So, right. the first thing is is the comedy and it's it I to me I find it very funny. And I'll tell you some ideas of like some situations in a minute, but The other thing that's unique is it's loosely based on the political climate of Europe in the 1930s.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, what else would it be?
1: Right. You know, because it's an RPG and it's funny. So it's a really weird mix to be like a comedy RPG, but then also that. So it does actually like switch back and forth between like some serious moments uh, and then like comedy. So I've not really played an RPG like that. So, yeah, there was this great war, and there's like, a faction that kind of was uh, doing an uprising. And you are basically start the game as two little bandits who are a guy and a girl, and you're, like, going into a huge castle with, like, you know, this royal family is at. And it, we don't need to go into, like, the political left and right about it. But there's stuff that's going on, you know, position or what's it, strategy of power and all that stuff. But you just start as, like, a guy who's drinking too much. And he's got his booze with him, and the girl, and you're, and she's like a rogue, and you're going in to capture a princess. And I always love a game where you start in as not just like the good guy, you know? Okay. You're, it's like you not, you don't, know, you know, if you're good or not, because you're capturing a princess. That seems like bad. Uh, but they're really funny and they're charming, and they say they're doing it for a good reason, probably due to the war or something. And so the whole beginning of the game is you infiltrating this castle having battles with like guards, if you, you know, getting into that kind of thing, learning the system of the fighting, but then also learning about this world. And then at some point, after you finally find the princess, before you get to her, you control the princess. So then it, you, it, it kind of like uh, reveals itself that you're going to play kind of like Octopath Traveler, like uh. eight, eight or different people or 10 different people.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, okay. which
1: sometimes I'm not down with, but because this is more of a comedy story-driven thing, I like it because like <laughs> the princess is not your typ- typical princess. I think of my buddy Robbie's game that um you know Dragon Audit. Yes, we, we remember about, Dragon Audit. Yes, where like there's a lot of non-traditional things that happen in that game. Uh, the princess like doesn't want to be a princess, and she's like, "Why are you making me get up? You know, I'm I'm angry." Um, and so I like that, and so it's just really fun because then you get to meet probably more characters that you control and upgrade and stuff like that, uh, that are, have a kind of funny flair to them and you aren't your typical thing. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is the combat system. They do a bunch of unique things. There's obviously like regular attacks and stuff and, you know, skills, but they do interesting things like combos. So the first combo is the guy can pick up the rogue lady and like throw her.
0: Okay. Beca- All and then right. she,
1: like, jumps and does, like, a crazy move. So I'm like that. I haven't seen a lot of combo moves in, you know, those kind of games as much. Uh, and they're funny. And then also, like, the the girl uh, rogue character didn't like frogs, and there's a lot of frogs in the beginning of the game. So any frog that hits her, like, does double damage just because oh, she funny. really doesn't like them. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. It was just really fun. Like, everything about it was fun. I've been playing this for about a week, and I just – Enjoy it, uh, and then the last thing that's unique is that there's no like finding or buying new weapons. You just upgrade your weapons, uh, and there's no durability or that bullshit. It's like you get a really cool weapon as your character, and then you just kind of like upgrade that with crafting. Gotcha. Which gotcha. I don't think that's kind of different for the game, you know, that genre. You're not going sh- into the shop all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I, this is a wholehearted like eight for me right now. And now I'm I don't know. This is the podcast we're doing numbers for some reason. Yeah, you, you are doing a lot of numbers this podcast. I know. I don't know where it's that It's the came Angry from, Number podcast. Okay. Um, but I really, really think it's funny. And man, I I'm, it's hard to find a game that I like like chuckle at, you know? Um, a good example is like the, the guy who's drinking too much alcohol, uh, drink responsibly, kids, listeners. <laughs> but like, you know, he's like, she's like, he's like, I need to drink more to concentrate. And she's like, I don't think that's the right solution we're like about to do something really important like capture a princess He's like no 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 it helps me you know so that kind of humor um not for you i mean that sounds like a cry for help to me i'm sure he's got issues okay uh i really really like this game and i'm so like happy that we got a code but i would have oh, probably would have bought it um so it comes out on february 10th which is a, a day from now from this yeah, recording yeah like tomorrow yeah, yeah exactly so i think everybody should check it out uh, i think it's only on steam right now but I'm sure it's coming to other platforms. I really like it. It's called Rise of the Third Power.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm glad that one was a solid win. I didn't know anything
1: about it other than the one trailer
0: that it bounced off of, but what you're describing sounds pretty fun, so I'm glad that you are clicking with it. Yeah,
1: it's a weird juxtaposition, is what I like to say. Comedy and some drama about kind of a 1930s Europe. (laughs) That's pretty wild. (laughs) Yeah, it's really weird. History lesson
0: two on top of it all. It really is. It really is. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Sounds like a win. Uh, let me talk about Scrap Knot, which I am playing on the Switch, but I believe it's also on every platform. I'm pretty sure. PC for sure, um, but I'm not sure about the rest. But Switch, definitely. This is a top-down crafting-slash-survival game uh, with a kind of a steampunk kind of a aesthetic to it. Um, you play as, I don't know, just like a, a guy. Like There's not a lot of story so far. You're just like a guy. You wake up and your an airship that's crashed. Um, you need to go out and just like start living, start living your life, you know, cause your, your ship crashed and that's what you're doing. Um, so the area around you is like low oxygen for some reason, a lot of pollution or something. So at first, for the first few minutes, you're kind of like running, um, on this top down map looking for, um, you know, some, uh, crafting materials or resources or stuff. You eventually turn on an air filter and then you can breathe a little bit easier. Uh, but you've got like an air filter, you've got life, uh, you've also got hunger, Uh, meters to manage. Uh, There are several difficulties to the game where you can have like really aggressive difficulty where you take a lot of damage and get hungry really fast and people will attack you uh, very aggressively or you can dial it all the way back to where you get, um, you know, very little hunger, very little attacks, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So you can kind of customize the experience to yourself. Excuse me. Um, So that's the basic premise. I wasn't really sure what to expect out of it, but I was like, you know, I want something to uh, noodle around with on my Switch, maybe play it a little bit at night. So I jump into it, and the graphics are pretty solid. Um, you know, like there's a pretty rich world to check out, and you're collecting things, walking around. You know, I mean, the crafting, you know, you pick up metal, wood, stone, whatever, and the recipes are all right there. It's all, it's all pretty well and good. Um, but I hit, a, I hit a roadblock pretty early on and i think that it's just really down to ui and guiding your player through your experience right like i feel like tutorialization is really important and i feel like getting your player to know what you want them to know is really important you cannot assume anything on the part of the player because that gets you into trouble and so what happened was um i mean things started out pretty well uh start going through the game i mean a couple of rough spots like i couldn't find my home base because there wasn't enough markers to be able to put down on the map and i'm kind of stumbling around a little bit but i mean things are going okay and then i got to the part of the game where it's like okay now that you're in this special area build a crafting table and then craft some stuff and i'm like okay how like I, I don't know how so that seems kind of crazy because this game is all about crafting right so i struggle i was pushing all the buttons i went <laughs> Was wait, 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 wait,
1: my... that one of your strategies just to push all the buttons
0: I mean, I was hoping that something would happen, right? I was okay. like, okay, there's like, uh, maybe there's a button that I'm just not pushing. Right, right, right. Maybe there, you know, like, I'm like, is something going to happen? I have like no fucking clue. Um, so I just got stuck. I mean, it was like the very, I mean, I hadn't even cleared the tutorial yet, right? So I'm like, okay, this is dumb. I got to be able to figure this out. This is stupid. So I like, I went back to like the other characters that I met and none of them were doing anything. I went back to my home base. I'm like, do I need to craft a crafting table at my original crafting table, and then bring it back with me. Like, is that how this works? No, that's not how it works. And I like, do I not have the right resources? Where's the recipe? I don't know what's going on. I can't figure this out. Mm. Couldn't figure it out. Got fucking stuck, and I got really frustrated because I was like in the like, 15, 20 minutes into the game, not even done with the tutorial, and I got stuck. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this down for a minute. I'm gonna like walk around the block, just cool off for a second. <laughs> come back and i'm like i'm just gonna start over because i'm like i feel like i must have missed something right so I, I just wipe my game start over from the very beginning and i just go through it again and sure enough uh there was one very brief pop-up where it's like push click the right stick to bring up your crafting menu but only in a specific place oh. so i missed i missed that thing because it was a very um innocuous pop-up right like it was it was there among other information and it wasn't one of those pop-ups that's like this pop up will stay here until you do it so that we're sure you know how to do it. It was like you read it and then you dismiss the window so you can get back to the game. But there was other things that you had to read and other things that you were taking in. I must have just like straight up forgot that it said click right stick because that was like one of the one button that I didn't push. Right. I pushed every other button on the controller. and Nothing happened. So uh, once I figured that out, I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, I wish that they had left that pop up. I wish that. If 30 seconds had gone by and I hadn't done it, that another pop up would have come up to say, hey, just a reminder, it's click the right stick because maybe you don't use that button for every game because you yeah. don't, you know, I mean, like stuff like that really kind of shows like the level of polish and uh, craftsmanship that goes into a really smooth game that wants to welcome its players in. I mean, this is obviously a small budget game, kind of an indie game. Um, and, I, you know, I generally like what they're doing. Uh, it just it's unfortunate that I hit that rough spot because it kind of put me off. Um, so I put it down, deleted my save again. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just come back to it like in a week. Going to get a fresh start. Now that I know what I'm supposed to do, I really want to give it a fair shake. So, um, wrong foot forward, but we're going to try again and I'll come back to the podcast at some point and I'll just, I'll brief us again to see how it's going.
1: Yeah. That's a ban of your existence is tutorial or not knowing what to do from the beginning. And again, with that many systems, come on. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It just, it just seems like. I, you know, I, I wish anybody listening to this, I wish that people would hire me to be like a game consultant, right? Because I can tell you really quickly where your trouble spots are in a game because I hit them all the time. Oh, yeah. I can tell you when systems don't make sense, when you're assuming that I know something that I don't know, when your tutorial doesn't really flow the way it should. Like, I'm really great at doing these things because I get stuck in games all the fucking time. I'm always that guy who finds the one, the edge case, right? Or like the glitch that wasn't supposed to happen or, oh, we assumed you'd go, to a first but you went to b first and that fucked up our flow or something. you know i'm that guy right so if anybody listening wants to hire me for that i guarantee you i will do a kick-ass job i think you will too yeah
1: and by the way did you ever try the game that i played uh i was playing for a while the the crafting survival one a ground uh no 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 the one i just mentioned oh my gosh i can't i'm mind blanking it the with the Y. it's got the Y in the in the name of it
0: i do not know what you're talking about where you can
1: break everything Remember, you can break everything. Oh, oh, dismantle,
0: dismantle, dismantle with a Y. No, yeah. I bought it. I bought it, and I, uh, I want to wrap up a couple things first. I'm in the middle of, uh, I'm still in the middle of Nobody Saves the World, and I'm still in the middle of uh, Warhammer Battlegrounds, or not Warhammer? Is that right? Battle Sector. Excuse me, Battle Sector. Um, and I'm, I feel like I'm like stuck in the middle of these long campaigns but i'm really enjoying both those games so i don't want to start anything that's huge mm. so i bought it it's on my it's on my xbox i know you really loved it and i'm looking forward to getting into it but yeah haven't started dismantling i just want to it we'll get to it okay i just
1: want at some point like of us both be playing it so we can like talk about it together because i'm in a not late game but i'm in a pretty long uh like a tricky part so yeah i want to talk to you about it at some point all right
0: I, it's it's like it's on my it's on my queue it's on my queue okay. I'm gonna get to it but just not quite yet. Um, one more game to talk about really quickly. Draw a Stickman Epic just came to the Switch. Uh, I got a review code for the purpose of talking about it on the show, which we're doing right now. Um, this was out. I believe it was on like iOS or mobile for a while. I'm pretty sure my son played this when he was younger. Have you ever? I played, played it Dra- so play many times.
1: It's almost like when the minute you said those words. And no offense to the game because I think it's fun, but I've played it for years because okay so
0: I, I okay I'm right this is not a right. anything yeah okay. I think
1: by the way the first time I saw it was at weirdly enough South by Southwest
0: Wow um, that's a random place. because
1: I was there for like the tech gaming like section and they had a whole gaming r- like like an office building or something and it was the bottom floor and there was like virtual pool there and some weird stuff and epic uh, was there uh, it's like epic what's it called the, the actual name uh, and it says it's draw a stick man epic. Draw a stick man. Yeah, I think it was just draw a stick man probably at that point, maybe the original or something. But yeah, uh, it's been around for a while, so now it's on the Switch.
0: Yeah, exactly. I so I I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the game my son really loved on his iPad. I'll check it out. So basically, they tell you right up front, draw a stick man, boy howdy, you are gonna draw a stick man. That is for sure. So you draw a stick man, and this is a 2D kind of like an adventure slash action game where if you draw a stick man, you draw stick man's friends. Um, and of course there's stick men. The game animates them right off the bat, which I think is pretty cool. It's always fun when the game does that, where whatever you draw, it comes to life. That's kind of neat. And then as you get through the game, it'll present you with these really small stages where it's like, oh, in this stage, we want you to uh, draw fire. So we've given you a red pencil. And so anything that you need to burn, like anything that's blocking your way, like maybe there's a rock that has some dynamite on it, or maybe there's like a bush or something that you need to, to get through. You use your... Um, your pencil, which is now colored red, and you draw like a a fire. And then when you push the button, it becomes fire and sets the whole thing on fire. And then you move through the game like that, you know, drawing different things to get you through different aspects of the adventure. It's really neat because the drawing just kind of adds to it. I mean, we went through a phase in the PlayStation, PlayStation 1 and a little bit of PlayStation 2, where there were like a whole series of games that were wanting you to draw things and create things. That was a really fun experimental period. They didn't always work great, but man, it was kind of fun to do that. So reclaiming some of that creativity and adventure is really neat. Um, I just started it this morning, so I'm not like super far, but it is really uh, a hoot so far. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what other things I'm going to be doing uh, besides uh, Stickman and Fire. So, the, so far, thumbs up. So for far sure. you
1: like it. By the way, it reminds me of Scribble Knots, which I like. Remember Scribblenauts? Yes, I do. Yeah, I don't like it, but I know. You do like about, it. Yet. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That's on par for Craig. <laughs> um, I do like it because, again, it's about <clears throat> randomness and weirdness, and I like anything like that. But uh, also drawstickman.com is the website. It's still around. And if you go there, you can actually play it on your fucking you know, browser.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That would be a perfect place because you got the mouse. Yeah, too. the
1: mouse. I just did it while we were here. Like I was listening. You're to already that. like on level three. No, no, no. <laughs> I just like did the first thing to make sure it worked. And yeah, it's still working. And so you can do like adventures on the web browser. But then there's also it's, uh, it says Draw Stickman Epic three is, is the one you're playing. It says it's available now.
0: I don't know, maybe. I mean, all I remember was Epic. It could be Epic 3. Well, you know what?
1: You might be getting the other one, and Epic 3 might be the one that's out on iOS and that's Steam. very possible. Yeah. Very possible. So the point yeah. is, they're a healthy company because they're still rolling. Um, so, yeah. I th- it's fun. It's just, it's really silly and
0: fun. And, I, you know, they're very light. The levels are bite sized, and you just kind of, you know, it just breeze your way through it and kind of draw
1: stuff. It's just, it's kind of goofy fun. I like it's it. It's super goofy fun. And, like you said, there was a time period where, you remember, like, uh, there was a time period also for, Uh, uh, Monster Rancher one of those games where they use CDs for like data oh yeah Monster Rancher for sure yeah and so like there was a time where people were like hey we can draw and then whatever you draw we animate it and then there are games about it but like you just like give me two treats tonight because I'm like going to go back into this world because it is really fun
0: yeah it's a good time it's a good time so I I definitely like it so far I'm going to keep playing Draw Stickman Epic playing it on the Switch right now and I mean it seems like it's probably on every other platform and definitely on PC and mobile for sure Yeah. All right. Draw Stickman Epic. Uh, moving on. Oh, so let's go back to Dying Light, Carlos. Dying Light 2. We yes. talked about it a little bit, but at that time last week, you had only been playing it for like a day or so. Um, I assume um, you're probably way deeper in it now. I mean, I don't know if you finished it or not, but uh, I'm guessing you probably have put in hella time on the campaign. Yeah, uh, I am very interested to hear your continuing thoughts on Dying Light 2 Stay Human. What is it now that you've had like a week to put into it?
1: Well, I am probably like three missions away from the ending
0: Okay, because so <laughs> I've been like
1: in this world. Yeah. Um, the overall, because I'm doing numbers tonight, it's like a nine, right? So like it's, I really, really, really like the game. It's got glaring issues. It's got some serious issues that I don't like. And we'll talk about that probably a start because um, my vitriol has been gone. I, I started this episode with a rant. I need to bring bring back the angry. So here's an angry You drained angry
0: thing. it, dude. You're drained. You're like you're back in your a, happy place. No, I'm in, I'm not in happy
1: place because watch. Here's, <laughs> here's an angry thing. <laughs> okay. So as you know, I said overall, I like the game. I fucking I, – I think I love the game now. I think last episode I said I like it. I must love it because I've just been nonstop playing it. Uh, anytime I'm playing another game, I just put it – I stop it. And I'm like, I could be playing Dying Light too. What the, what's wrong with me?
0: That's a sign of a good game.
1: It is. And also because even though the story is kind of all over the place, which is a little bit of a con – Uh, it's still a story based open world game and that's Carlos's jam. So, you know, anytime I get in a game like that, I want to know what the story end is, right? Like Mm. I need to know at some point. So I'm in that phase. I'll tell you a little bit more about the game in a second, but the main problem I have is, you know, one of the big things with dying light is it has verticality. Yes. Which is fun and bad. So the fun part is like, wow, I've never played a game where I'm so far up in a building and, Doing all these parkour moves, and it's really fun when I when I pull it off, but it's not fucking fun when you die for the eighteenth time because you've missed one simple little ledge when you're like 18 stories up and you fall to your death. And what's mm. also not fucking fun is when they don't give you any checkpoint. Oh no. Are you kidding me, Techland? Are you really joking? Is this a comedy? And you're you like, ha, 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 look at Carlos. Dark comedy. It, it's the a darkest. dark comedy that's only against the player. So fuck off with that. Like, fuck off all to hell. There was literally the tallest building in the world, in the tech, you know, in the dying light world, right?
0: That one that, like a real one or a fictional one? In the
1: fictional one, but I'm saying oh, it's okay. the tallest building, gotcha, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Uh-huh. That's one of the missions. So you're on the tallest building. So obviously, if you miss any of these, you know, ledges, and you fuck up, you probably are gonna die. So on that tallest building, there's no checkpoint. And okay, so the only checkpoint is when you finally do it, which took me—I did it like twenty-five times and died all the time, and then I, just, I put shut it off the game, came back to it, died like ten more times, shut off the game, came back to it, and I did it. Once I did it, you got to the top of the building, okay. Mm -hmm. got to the top of the building, you're not done. You've got to go to the top of a satellite or what's it called? Um, Not satellite. um, uh, Antenna. Antenna dish. And it's a really crazy maze to get to the top of the thing. And you could fall off on any of those too. Now there was a save point there. So as long as I didn't fall off the whole building and you just like landed, you know, somewhere on the top of the building and died, then you'd be still at the top of the building.
0: Let me ask you a question real quick because I was hearing people praising the um I don't know, you got like a glider or something? Like is that is that there to save you if you fall off, or is the glider a factor in this, or not really?
1: There's two things. There's problems with a glider. So the Oh no, okay. There should be no stamina use for a glider, but when you're using a glider, you can run out of stamina. Uh, using a glider, you're holding your hands onto it. So you can literally like die from the glider because you 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 run out of stamina. So, no, the glider didn't save you. You also have a grappling hook, which has saved me before in the past, but you can't really pull on it, and it's just kind of like, it's a kind of shitty grappling hook. So, that's actually, like, <laughs> made me die a couple times instead of save me. So, anyways, uh, uh, there's a lot of praise for the parkour. I think a lot of it's done well on the ground floor, right? And you're jumping around maybe to one or two floors up. But, like, the minute you get too high in these buildings, it's just too nerve-wracking, like, I know for a fact they're going to do the stupid thing where the last mission is going to be some stupid, you know, one of these things. I mean, of course. Of and course. I'm going to rage quit. I'm going to rage quit near the end of the game, and I'm going to just cry. So, like, fuck them for doing that, especially the checkpoint thing. Like, add a patch in to say, hey, you made it up, like, halfway the building. Like, you know, fuck off. So that I hated. That's my vitriol. Uh, The other thing that I kind of don't like is that, The decisions they kept like touting about like, you make decisions and change the world. How many times have you and I heard that on this podcast?
0: Very often, I will say.
1: Well, most of the time it's not correct. And this time it's not correct because there's literally a faction. Yeah, there's a faction I didn't like in the very beginning. Very much like in Fallout, I didn't like the Brotherhood. It it reminded me of them, uh, Brotherhood of Steel. And so I said, I'm not going to work with them. And I did all the choices against them. And you have to work with them. So now I'm in the middle of the mission and there's all these mission main missions and I Rosario Dawson, by the way, is in the game and I'm like trying to romance her and she's on the, she's on that side, the opposing side. So,
0: so you have to work with them. So I guess what, I guess in your experience then, since you're almost done with the game, they made a really big deal um, before the game came out about, you know, choose the faction, the choices you make will change the city. So what? It just changes just aspects, but you still have to like work with each faction and you're still got to go through the same story beats.
1: Yeah. The only thing it changes is what you just alluded to. It changes the things that are in the city. So if you uh, side with the survivors, you get more zip lines and little bouncy things you can jump off of and like the ways to get around the city. Okay. If you join these PKs, which I don't like the cops, basically uh, the mean cops, I support cops. Don't come for me um <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother podcast it's a whole too. other podcast uh but like uh you know then you get like car bombs and like different things in the city for that so it's li- literally they're not wrong it does shape the city right but it's just the accoutrement right it's oh, it's the so kind you still of still gotta stuff. go through
0: the same basic campaign no matter what
1: yeah i mean ish again there are some choices but from the what they said, it's not what they said. And also, I didn't want to work with certain factions, but they were really important key things that I had to do in the game. Like one of the cops, I had to save his life. Or I could have killed him, but you really need to save him because he probably gave you more information. It's like I didn't feel like I had a lot of choices. So, gotcha. Uh, and by the way, I did try to romance Rosario. I don't know if you get to at the end. Um, her likeness is in the game. Uh, her name's character is Luan. And she's really cool, and I like her. She's probably like my favorite, one of my favorite characters, but um, it's not a game like Cyberpunk where you can actually romance. I don't think like a bunch sure. of people. Probably busy killing zombies and stuff. Yes, and by the way, the other thing is it's similar to Cyberpunk in a lot of ways. There's actually a weapon that you can unlock that is a nod to Cyberpunk, which I think is cool. Um, there's also a really secret, weird, secret developer room, which I don't know if you like these things, but you can like unlock the ability to shoot zombies with your fingers. I heard about that that Easter egg, yeah. I I wouldn't use it because it takes me out of the game. um, Right. And then, here's the way, this is something we brought up last episode. In that developer room, which is so hard to get to, and I'm not going to try it because it's going to just make me rage quit. But if you get to that developer room, you unlock a token that repairs your weapons. Oh, for real? Yeah, and we talked about last episode, but you can't repair your weapons, really, unless you modify them. And so it's like weird that it hit it in a developer room.
0: I mean, somebody on the de- development team must really not like fixing their weapons and whatever, or must not <laughs> like the weapon breaking.
1: So it's weird. Anyways, uh, I will say that I have not had too much problem with that weapon breaking because you do find weapons everywhere. So that kudos to them for that. Like I find better weapons, or I've sh- I bought in better weapons. So it's okay. Um, and yeah, in general, all that aside, it's super fun to play unless I'm at the top of a tall building that I'm not happy. Uh, I like f- the fighting. The melee is really fun. You unlock so many more moves. I'm like doing head stomps and I'm jumping off people. You can like literally jump off a zombie. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the moves you unlock. Um, you can grapple. It's really fucking fun. This is a very, very good game. Uh, I just i am not in love with the story and I'm frustrated with the verticality. But I think that's a good summary. Like, yeah, right? I mean that sounds pretty good.
0: I mean it sounds like they're trying to expand in different ways. Maybe it wasn't uh, a home run in every aspect, but it sounds like at its core, it's still delivering the same kind of good dying light content that you liked the first time around. Is that fair to say? Yeah,
1: and it's delivering some of that Fallout, Skyrim, you know, open world stuff that I like, uh, and then some new new things. And by the way, the darkness, like the kind of the night and daytime stuff, as you get stronger, it becomes less and less of an issue, uh, which I think is is nice because then you. You know, I always love that progression feeling.
0: Right. And I feel right.
1: like now I'm like pretty strong and I don't feel as scared about that stuff. So I I'm, I'm so excited to finish it. I just hope they don't give me a tall building at the end. I'm gonna like literally scream through the computer and they'll hear me.
0: One final question, yeah. um, before you do that. Uh so this you can do the the campaign co op, is that right?
1: Yeah, but it was it's been iffy. It's been off and on working, I guess, for yeah. some people. Yeah. You know me, I would never do that, but
0: Right. I mean, I'm just thinking my wife and I had a great time with the first one, and we're probably going to get into Elden Ring before we start this, so I'll give them some time to patch it up. But I wasn't sure if that was already confirmed, like, but, you, but you can definitely. Like you can. It's working. Yeah, and okay. it's actually
1: working more and more, so like by the time you guys get to it, I think it'll be a really fun time for people who like co-op because, you know, the kind of hitting knocking zombies with baseball bats yeah, and Yeah, getting each other's back and saving yeah. each other
0: and stuff. It's fun shit. That's fun It's shit.
1: one of the best zombie games. Like, we always said that about Dying Light. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Loved it. So Absolutely. I think so. so. And by the way, there's also a nod to Dead Island in this. Oh, good. Uh, and it felt like Dead Island because there's a, like more RPG mechanics to this, you know. So I really, really fucking love it. I'm going to play it as soon as we're done with the show. And uh, I'll probably finish it by the next episode.
0: All right. And there we go. Dying Light 2. A couple bumps in the road, but it sounds like it's heading in the right direction for sure. Yep. All right. Um, just one final thing. A couple quick words on Transformers Battlegrounds. Uh, this is on Game Pass. It's been around for a while. Um, But I just never uh, popped for it. I'm glad I didn't because now I'm getting for, you know, quote unquote free on on Game Pass. I needed something to kind of just like uh, spend a few minutes with. I didn't want to jump into my other games. Uh, Basically, this is a top down turn based strategy, kind of like an XCOM sort of a thing using uh, the Transformers characters that people will probably be very familiar with. I don't know exactly which version of Transformers this is. Uh, I am a big Transformers fan, but I kind of fell off of it a couple years ago um, and I haven't gotten back into it yet. Uh, but I, I, you know, I recognize a lot of these folks, but I don't know like which specific series it's from. I mean, it looks like it's very animated. So probably one of the more recent cartoons, but you know, you start off and it's like, uh, it's just like XCOM, but instead of XCOM guys, you've got Bumblebee and you've got Grimlock, and you've got a couple of other people that you're kind of, you know, going through. Um, so it's just, it's very simple and straightforward. I mean, it's not gonna like, uh, you know, light the genre on fire. But I think it's well done in the sense that it has familiar Transformers characters that people probably have feelings for. And then it's very straightforward turn-based combat where they're all kind of doing their signature moves. Like Bumblebee can like sting somebody and stun them. Grimlock's got like a, a flamethrower that he does. Uh, Windblade can of course use wind and stuff like that. So I think if you want some kind of fan service kind of stuff, I mean, I think this definitely checks the box. Multiple difficulty levels. So if you just care about the transformers and that's all you care about, go for it. If you really want a tactical challenge, you can up it and do that as well. Um, And as you progress in the game, you can buy more powers, reach people, you know, build out your squad and stuff and pick which bots you like and which ones you don't. So um, I just scratched the surface of it just to see if it was worth my time. And I definitely feel like it is worth my time. Um, not only as a Transformers fan, which I am, but also as somebody who likes turn-based strategy and tactics. If you want that kind of a, like an XCOM sort of experience, but you want something on the lighter side, on the quicker side, maybe you don't want to just dive into like kidding out 27 different guys with every little aspect of their armor and weapons. Like if you want to just, you know, you just want to do some move some guys around on a battlefield for a while. You want to like watch Transformers go back and forth between vehicle and robot modes and fight in a city where they're larger than everything else. Um, you know, they're like standing above houses and standing above businesses and stuff. It's kind of fun. Got a little Godzilla-esque kind of feel to it. Hmm. Um, It's very simple, straightforward, very colorful. Um, I think anybody, this is a good strategy game for people maybe who don't know strategy games. If you've never played XCOM, if you're not familiar with the genre, I think this is a good starting point. Very easy, very uh, good tutorials, clear tutorials, step-by-step instructions. And when you get into it, like it's all just very understandable. The UI is great. Um, I mean, everything about it is, is very, very well considered and well polished. So I like it a lot. I think it's very good. I'm going to keep playing it. And I don't think you have to be a Transformers fan to appreciate it, although it probably helps. Uh, but if you want a tactics game, that's really a uh, low bar for entry. I think this is the one and it's on game pass. So you can try it for free
1: and it's colorful it seems like, yeah, like starter tactics game.
0: Exactly. Like your basic starter tactics game. And if you like Transformers then
1: bonus for sure. Nice yeah it's fun it's good time we ended the podcast on a positive note
0: on a positive note and like you just alluded to that is a show that's another one in the can thank you all so much for listening uh as always we'd love to get your questions and comments hit us up so video games podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at Video games you can also reach us individually carlos where are we directing your traffic this
1: week sir i don't know if i've ever given up my twitter name have i yeah, many times. Oh, okay. I get, we've done so many shows. I, I thought you were going to say
0: your phone number, and I'm like, no, don't give me your phone No, number. I don't do don't that. Do
1: that. Uh, at Onawa, O-N-A-W-A, by the way, uh, and also at Carlos Rodella on TikTok, where I'm currently waiting for my video to still be reviewed and processed, but it's still... AI is going
0: to AI and yes. gonna refer it to another <laughs> AI, and that's going to refer it to another AI, and that's going to go to an algorithm. Yes. We'll so see what happens. Uh, as for me twitter and instagram it's my name b-r-a-d-g-a-l-l-a-w-a-y all a's no o's and that's going to do it for episode 271 thank you all again for joining us here on the so Many games podcast and we will see you next week but in the meantime this is bye from brad
1: and bye bye miss american pie, american pie. i drove my chevy to the levee and the levee was dry and that's all i remember
0: Good old boys, are drinking whiskey and rye. Right,
1: and then I said, "This is gonna be the day that I die." That's sad. It is sad, but that's not. Gonna that's real it. sad. It's not the day that we die, because it's the day we live. You just said it, though. You just said it. Oh, that was a song.
0: Oh that was a character. shit! It was a
1: song. Is yeah. that what we were doing? Yeah. This is still the podcast, and now we should stop. <laughs> okay, bye.